You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just need to win. Um, game we had to have. Came out and showed why he's one of the best players to ever play this game. Draymond Green talking about Stephen Curry post-game after his ridiculous Game 4 performance. Welcome back. You're listening to The Fan. Linnell Willingham here with you until 3.35 before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats on deck. They'll get you warmed up for Nats Brewers Game 2. Like I said, before I went to break, I said, we got to get into these NBA Finals. I just want to thank everybody that called in the first hour giving your Opinions and takes on this Jack Del Rio discussion. We'll get back to it here later in the show, but I should have started with this. But Jack Del Rio was just, it was too much. Too, too much of a low-hanging fruit. But the performance that Stephen Curry put on last night, 14-26, of 7-14 from beyond the arc, 43 points, and the little light-skinned Bama even threw in 10 rebounds. It, it, it was a hell of a performance. And I think it's got to go down. I saw people debating this on Twitter. Was it one of the greatest finals performances of all time? I think it's got to be. It's got to be considered one of the best finals performances of all time. Just due to the lack of help that Stephen Curry received last night. There were stretches of this game where it felt like it was one on five. It it truly did. And Stephen Curry doing what Hall of Famers do, doing what players of his ilk do. They rise to the occasion and play their best basketball in the biggest moments. But once again, I'll continue to shout out uh, Stephen Curry for his performance he put on last night. But let's get into the X's and O's of the game here a little bit. Golden State last night, did something that I did not think they were capable of. Because even going back to game three, this has been the major problem for Golden State, right? They have been getting beat off the dribble at will. Everybody. How many guys? There were what? Nine guys that played last night? All nine of them continuously got beat off the dribble early on in that basketball game. And it happened in game three as well. Their inability to contain Boston off the bounce is opening up everything offensively for the Boston Celtics. Because when one guy's getting beat off the bounce and and sending the defense in a rotation, and now everybody's got to help, and credit to Boston because they're just doing a tremendous job playing this unselfish brand of basketball, sort of like we're accustomed to seeing the Golden State Warriors play, where they're just being selfless driving and kicking, and just playing tremendous defense. 
But but if you're the Boston Celtics here, you got to feel like you let one slip away. Because there is no reason the Golden State Warriors should have won that basketball game last night outside of Stephen Curry going bonkers. I mean, second leading scorer in the game was Klay Thompson. He was 7 of 17 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3. Boston allowed that to happen. Allowed talking about Klay Thompson and, and his big impact on the game because they, they did a terrible job finding Klay in transition. All four of those three-pointers that Klay Thompson had came in transition. And it comes from Boston taking these bad shots. Golden State getting the rebound, and they're just their their inability to find Klay Thompson in transition really hurt them. And he was able to get some easy looks that he wasn't getting in the half court. So I think if you're Boston, you got to get better shots and find Klay in transition. It's not a hard concept. He is one of the greatest shooters of our generation. And some of the looks that he was getting in transition had to give Emi Udoka a headache. It had to. I, I, I would have been furious. And what's more disappointing for me from Golden State's standpoint is why did it take so long? And I know this is a tough decision to make. I, I know it is. But why did it take so long for Steve Kerr to go to Kevon Looney in this game? Because Draymond Green, when he is on the floor right now in this series, Golden State and Boston are playing four on five. He has given you absolutely zilch offensively. I believe that the, the stat heading into last night that everybody was clowning him about on Twitter He had more fouls than he had points. And when I first read it, you know, you always got to corroborate your sources on Twitter because on that app, people say the darndest of things. But then when I see ESPN using it in their lower third graphic, I said, oh, this is this is a real problem. This is a real problem. And I'm sitting watching the game with my family last night. We're going back and forth and we're like, it's because he's old. It's because he's washed up. It just looked like he was exhausted. He only played 33 minutes, and I know he's exerting a lot of energy on the defensive end because Boston's have, I mean, because Golden State's switching everything. But man, it Father Time looks like it look, 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 look like it caught up to Draymond Green last night. Um, but another stellar performance from Andrew Wiggins. He, he has really been the combination of Wiggins. Kevon Looney didn't really get much Otto Porter last night. He only played 15 minutes. They even went to Bielitsa. The combination of Wiggins, Looney, and then last night Jordan Poole had his best half of the series. Those guys did a great job starring in their role. And the thing about what was so impressive from Andrew Wiggins' perspective, when you look at the box score, I know you look at the 7-17 from the field. Two for six from three. I'm looking at the 16 rebounds that he was able to pull in. And that was another area where Boston, if they're going to win game five, they got to clean that up. Too many times 
where they're getting pounded on the glass by Golden State. You wouldn't even believe this number if I read it off to you. 16 offensive rebounds for the Golden State Warriors last night. And Emmy Udoka talked about it with Lisa Salters going into that fourth quarter about the damage and impact that these offensive rebounds are having on this game. They were all leading to kick out wide open threes. And that's the problem. Completing possessions defensively. There's got to be some of the bulletin board material that Emmy Udoka is using trying to get his team ready for game five. Because they just got to be better from that standpoint. And I, and I think for Boston, it, it's, look, everyone wants to say this is a young team. They got some vets on this team. They might, not, they might be young in age, but they've been here before. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. They've been here before. Derek White played, played in playoff games before with the San Antonio Spurs. They got to be ready in the fourth quarter because that's where this game was lost, in my opinion, last night. Golden State in that second half, at the end of that third quarter and then that entire fourth quarter, it was just all Golden State. And they played the game of a team who was desperate. That was major desperation from the Golden State Warriors. They knew they couldn't fall down 3-1 in this series going back to Golden State. How poetic would that have been, though? Wouldn't if it? they fall down 3-1 and they ultimately overcome it? Oh, it would, have, it, would have, it would have added to the Hall of Fame legacy and the resume of Steph Curry. It would have damn sure did that. If they would have overcome a 3-1 deficit, would that have erased? Because, you know, there's like this cloud that hangs over their head like, oh, they're really good, but they did blow the 3-1 lead. If they would have done it, would that erase that from people's minds, do you think? Man, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. The thing about them blowing that 3-1 lead, it's almost like when, uh, when, when you lose a female to a more handsome gentleman. You wouldn't have had it happen to a better. It couldn't have happened against a better person. Talk about LeBron James. If there's anybody you want to lose a 3-1 lead against, I'd say it's LeBron James, right? <laughs> the GOAT. That summer ended up being the year of the blown 3-1 leads because yeah. the Indians lost to the Cubs and the Falcons, if you do the math, they kind of blew a 3-1 lead, but everybody exactly. always talks about the Warriors and the Cavs. For good reason, and I, and I think... And we heard it on, on the post game and the halftime show that ESPN put together. Heading into this contest last night, a lot of people were trying to, I guess, I mean, everyone knows how good Stephen Curry is and the impact that he's had on the game of basketball. But there was a discussion of whether or not he is in that top 10 to 12 players of all time. And after he tied his apron up, double knotted it in the back, had his little apron hat, had his little chef's hat tipped to the side, he 100% proved that not only is he in that top 10 to 12 category, Stephen Curry is the greatest point guard that's ever played this game. Over Magic? Over Magic Johnson. I'll tell you why. There's a reason... Your nephews, nieces, little brothers. There's a reason 
The first shot they take when they walk in the gym is a three-pointer. It's because of this man. The way Stephen Curry has revolutionized the game as an undersized guard who plays under the rim, it's like nothing we've ever seen before. It's not comparable. Nobody is, nobody is comparable to Stephen Curry. Magic Johnson, I could say, well, LeBron James is kind of of that ilk. There is no other Stephen Curry. And I think last night, he, he, put, on, he put on a damn clinic. I mean, to watch him do what he was doing. And, and, and like I said, it's more so more impressive because he didn't have any help. And the type of defense that he's seeing, and he made Robert Williams pay or whoever it was in the pick and roll pay every single time they dropped just a little too far. Every time. And you've seen the way the refs were officiating the game. For some reason, that was also because the NBA officials just suck. He wasn't getting the benefit of the whistle last night. For whatever reason, Steph, I don't know if it's because they were in the garden or what. Steph Curry didn't get the benefit of the whistle last night. And when was the last time you saw him get hot like that on that Tatum no call? I don't think I'd ever. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I'd ever. Bro, bro I'm watching it, and it's, it's crazy because it's the highlight that you're seeing all day today, this morning, over on ESPN. He, he literally threw a temper tantrum after making the shot. He punched Robert Williams. I mean, he punched Grant Williams. He's literally two-hand fist-pounded Grant Williams trying to run back up the floor, and the ref was like, well, we can't call this. There's no way we can call that. That's on Grant Williams has to sell that. Like, Marcus Smart is oh, in the third fought. row. He's in exactly. the third row he, after he, getting hit he like that. Jumped out of the, he would have jumped out of TD Guard. He would have, but... Look, I, I, I consider myself a, a major basketball fan, I'm, and I'm very, I'm very appreciative of the show and entertainment that, that, that Steph Curry put on last night. And it sets up for a very, very intriguing Monday night game from the Chase Center. And look, I came on here after game one, after Golden State took game one, and I said, look, the Boston Celtics... This isn't over. This isn't over. This, this is a series, in my opinion, that's going to go seven. And I kind of hinted at it, talking about guys like Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Whichever role players play the biggest and the best consistently in this series, that's what team's going to win. On the other side of this break, I'll get to another team that's in the National Basketball Association, talking about our Washington Wizards. And they've got a lot of decisions coming up for them heading into this, in this crucial summer. We've got the NBA draft coming up in 12 days. But even, there's even a bigger decision than that to make. Should the Washington Wizards be inclined to give Bradley Beal a max deal? And does Bradley Beal even want a max contract offer from the Washington Wizards? I'll tell you on the other side of this break. Stick with me. Ride with me. Tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor. Listener lines 1-800-636-1067. You can also get at me on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. On the other side of this break, should the Washington Wizards be trying to deal Bradley Beal? Stick with me. Lenell Willingham here on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Well, Willingham here with you on the fan. With you till 335. I'll hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. For Nats on deck. They'll get you ready to go for Nats Brewers game two. Hopefully, the Nats can keep the bats hot. They were smoking. Uh, last night scoring 11 runs. But. Before I went to the break, I said I'd react to these Bradley Beal comments that were made on his Bleacher Report forum with Taylor Rooks. And we're efforting right now to get you get you the audio for that. But in a nutshell, Bradley Beal basically said that His next destination, his future with the Wizards is based off where he feels like he can win. And that was really the most intriguing, important part of what Bradley Beal said. His future with the Wizards and his decision that he's got to make this summer is going to be where he feels like he can win. And this statement and comments that he made with Taylor Rooks completely goes against, I'm not going to say completely goes against, for the most part, goes against the sentiments that he has been expressing when asked about his future in Washington. Bradley Beal has said he's leaning towards re-signing with the Wizards. He said Washington is where he wants to build his legacy and win at. He has never said his decision is going to hinge on where he feels like he can win. Now, this, this raised the eyebrows of me and probably many other Wizards fans out there in the market. And if you're listening and want to comment on this, tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 
1067. You can get at me on Twitter as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. These comments that he made rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including myself, and here's why. Bradley Beal, what did you contribute to the Washington Wizards last year when it came to winning? What did you contribute last year in a season in which you only played 40 games? A season in which you only averaged 23 points. A season in which your field goal percentage dropped. A season in which you didn't really do anything. And it's the worst time for him to have his worst statistical output since 2017 when he's trying to ask for a brand stinking new contract from this organization, a max contract from this organization, albeit the organization that drafted him, the organization that has believed in him and has tried to build this thing around Bradley Beal. I got a message for Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis. It's time to cut bait. What is the goal and direction of this Washington Wizards franchise? Because if you sign Bradley Beal to a max contract, what are you solidifying that you'll make the playoffs? You'll be a 7-8 seed in the Eastern Conference. Isn't the NBA about winning championships? And in my opinion, you cannot win a championship with Bradley Beal on the Washington Wizards with a max contract. You you, you can't do it. And here's why. His impact on winning is not good enough. Look at some of the other players around the NBA that have signed max deals. And their impact on winning. Guys like Giannis, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo. You know what all those guys have that Bradley Beal doesn't have? They've made it past the second round of the playoffs in their career. We've tried this Bradley Beal thing since we drafted him. You paired him up with John Wall. John Wall... Bradley Bill even admitted this, turned him into a much better professional basketball player. We've now reached the point, and I'll give you a real-life analogy. We've now reached the point where you can't do much more with Bradley Beal. And you have to figure out, as an organization, that's why I said this is a message for Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis. You've got to figure out, as as an organization, what do you what is the goal of your team and your franchise? Do you want to be competitive? And when I say competitive, I mean in the playoff hunt every year? Or do you want to try and win championships? Because Chocolate City, this is a basketball town. When they've got a winner. The amount of talent in the high school ranks, in the DMV, shows 
how, how important basketball is to the people of this town. Resigning Bradley Beal, in my opinion, is the easy way out. He'll help you. He'll, he'll help you sell some tickets. Cap One Arena. Cap One Arena is not getting full off of Bradley Beal. Not just Bradley Beal alone. He'll help you sell tickets. The idea is now that is that you're combining Beal on this max contract with Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, and the rest of this core that Washington has assembled. Chris Stapps, Porzingis is under contract with Washington for one more season, and then he's got the, a decision to make. He can go wherever he pleases. Kyle Kuzma is under contract with Washington for two more seasons. You sign Bradley Beal to a max deal, this is a five-year commitment that you're making to Bradley Beal. And the way this roster looks right now probably won't look how it's going to look in five seasons or even two seasons from now. So instead of signing Bradley Beal to a long-term extension, get out in front of this thing. Free your books. Open up your books. This is a basketball team that has had financial issues ever since I can remember. They have a history and a propensity of signing guys to bad contracts, i.e. Gilbert Arenas, i.e. Jan Mahimi, i.e. Andrew Nicholson. The list goes on. You maxed out John Wall. He's still making money off of that deal. I say all that to say it's time to hit the reset button in our nation's capital when it comes to this basketball team. Because as a fan, I know why would I want to support an organization that I know isn't even trying? And I have conversations like this with my close friends all the time. My one buddy says he thinks the Washington Wizards are the worst organization in all of professional sports for that very reason. They're not trying to win. They're trying to be competent. They're trying to do just enough to not be gravely bad. And Ted Leonsis has a whole other organization that he's got his focus on. Talking about the hockey team in town, the Washington Capitals. And guess what? They've got a pretty busy offseason ahead of them themselves. They've got a lot of decisions to make financially. But for Washington, the Bradley Beal experiment, you got to cut loose. It's it's time to cut bait. Last time I was on here, we played a little game called Jalaker Bush where we read out some potential trades for Bradley Beal. And I didn't agree to all of them. But as I woke up, Saturday morning, I had an epiphany. How can I continue to root for this team from a fan's perspective if I know they're not trying to win championships? What has Bradley Beal, what success has this team had under Bradley Beal? What success has this team had with Bradley Beal at the helm leading this thing. 
He had back-to-back 30-point seasons in 19 and 20. One of those seasons, they didn't even make the postseason. 2020, obviously, they made the play-in tournament with Russell Westbrook playing alongside of him. So I understand what Tommy and company are trying to do. Bradley Beal has said all along he wants the team to try to build around him. And I completely understand that. But how much potential does a core of Bradley Beal, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma have? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Yes, that team may make the play-in tournament, but are they going to do any damage in the postseason? Tommy Shepard went out and acquired another massive contract in Chris Tapps Porzingis. One that he's got to deal with for a whole other season this year before it's finally off for your books. You got to make a decision on whether or not you're going to re-sign Kyle Kuzma. Rui Hachimura is about to come up for a new deal. They're like stuck right in this. They're, they're stuck in between mediocrity and being terrible. I think you trade Bradley Beal because the ceiling just isn't high enough with him under contract on a max deal here in Washington. And Bradley Beal says he wants to win. I think that's him drawing his line in the sand. Because Tommy Shepard has already done all he can, all he could to try to help. Bradley Beal out. He made a massive trade at the trade deadline, acquiring Kristaps Porzingis from the Dallas Mavericks. Took a flyer on a guy who had superstar potential. You were able to flip Russell Westbrook and get assets back for him. Veterans, draft picks. Guys like KCP, Kyle Kuzma. Guys who can be quality role players on a championship team. You've now asked them to play in much bigger roles. And you saw how that worked out a season ago when Brad was off the floor. Kyle Kuzma having to do a lot more. He thrived. Kuzma thrived. The other guys didn't thrive. When I compare a team like the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics, The Celtics have two max guys on their team. Talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. When you are, when you got two guys eating up a majority of your cap space like that, it's critical that you hit on your draft picks. And that's my issue with why I wouldn't sign Bradley Beal to a max extension. Because you got to find out a way to fill out the rest of this roster on the cheap. And the best way to do that, getting talent on the cheap, is by drafting well. And Washington, to say the least, has not drafted well. They've been in the lottery for the last four seasons. Drafting guys like Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura. None of which are stars. 
barely even good role players. The Boston Celtics, they drafted Jason Tatum. They drafted Jalen Brown. But they also hit on other picks in the draft that are filling out this roster for them, that are key contributors right now for them in the NBA Finals. Guys like Robert Williams, who was the 27th overall pick back in 2018. Guys like Grant Williams, 22nd pick back in 2019. Guys who are playing in huge roles for this team on the cheap, though. And that's the way that they had to try to construct and build this roster because they threw all that money at Jason Tatum, because they threw all that money at Jalen Brown. Yes, you can go pay Bradley Beal, but what's next? What do you do next to continue to improve after that? How do you get better? You got to hit on some of these draft picks. And based on the history of this team, I'm not confident that they can do that. And that's the main reason why I think the Washington Wizards should be looking to move on from Bradley Beal. Tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can also get at me on Twitter, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break. I'll continue to take some of your calls. The comments I read you that he made to Taylor Rooks, does it make you fear that he won't re-sign with this team? And should the Washington Wizards be looking to deal Bradley Beal? Ride with me. You'll find out on the other side of this break. I'm Leno Willingham here with you on... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 1067 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Well, Will again here with you on 1067 The Fan. Appreciate you all calling in, tapping in with me. I see you on Twitter, getting at me as well. N E L L underscore BTP. Continue to participate with me and ride with me. Here with you till 335. Before I hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats on Deck, Nats and Brewers, getting ready to go at it. Close to the top of the hour here. But I'll get back to the comment and discussion we were having before the break. The Bradley Bill's comments that he made to Taylor Rooks make you fear that he won't re-sign with this basketball club despite all he said leading up to this week's interview with Taylor. 
And should the Washington Wizards be looking to deal, Brad? Tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Robert and Hyde. So Robert, what do you think? Robert. Yeah, first of all, I'm glad you brought this up. I appreciate a lot of people, you know, love Bradley Beal. You know, appreciate what he's done here. But you got to be realistic about this. Be dispassionate about it. I mean, let me ask you this: Do you think he went on, if he went on the open market, he could get 150 million, much less 250 million? I don't think he'd get the 250 million, but I think somebody would make him their second highest paid player on the team. Notice I said second. Uh, Okay, well, look at. I mean, you're never going to go to the finals with him as your best player. He's already, you know, for a wing guard, he's probably eight wise on the actuary table. He's probably not even his prime anymore. And they made some curious moves. I mean, they gave Gaffer, you know, 14 million a year for two years extension. You're, I absolutely agree with you. They're hitting singles with these last four number one picks. They're all complimentary players. Uh, you know, just you know, keep drafting the middle of the first round. This is this is what it gets you. And uh, you know, I mean, Boston. Yeah, you hit they hit with Tatum and Jalen Brown because you draft the third, fourth, not thirteenth and fifteenth. And uh, I just think it's, it's not a question. But I mean, Bradley Beal made third team All NBA one time. I mean, he's a top 25, 30 guy. He's a very good player, but he wasn't a great player. I think people just people in Washington cannot see whether it's the well, let me ask you this, Robert, well, as, as a fan, Robert, right? Because this is, this is what I feel like. Right, let, let me ask you this, and I love the team as well. I'm, I'm just as big of a fan as you are, man. The thing about it is I, I'm just now moving to this side of the spectrum. When I woke up this morning, I'll be very honest. Last night before I went to bed, I even thought like, wow, am I going to go on here and talk about this? As a fan, right, we know and we all fear the seasons like we had prior to John Wall, where we're rolling out Darius Sangaya and Andre Blanche and Dominic McGuire. We fear of being a lottery team and a team that wins only 20 to 25 games. And I think the fan base's biggest concern is they know if we sign Bradley Beal to an extension and run with this current core that we have, they're going to at least make the playoffs. And I think that is where I pose the question, what is your goal? Not only just as a fan, but as the organization from their perspective. Do you want to just be a team that makes the playoffs or do you want to compete for championships? And I agree with you, Bob. Signing Bradley Beal to a next deal, you're not going to compete for championships. Who wants to who wants to finish eighth or tenth in the east and then go to a club like a baby seal by Milwaukee and Boston? Yeah, I agree. With you know what I'm saying I agree. With you. I mean, if you want to be great, you got to be bad first. That's yep. how you do it. You got to get behind number one. I'm not disrespecting Brown. Very good player, but he was never a great player. And that's the distinction. I mean, there was a great article by Jerry Brewer the Post one time. He was saying there's probably like 25 to 30 guys in the NBA who think they're supermax players. The reality is, any given time, you may have got six or eight guys who really were supermax. And you got to be realistic about realistic about about who you are and what you got. And I, I'm glad you're speaking to this. And it's not disrespecting Bradley Beal, but it's like you signed him for a quarter of a billion dollars for the next five years. The rest of this decade is shot. You're going to be a 34, 42 team or whatever. I appreciate that call. And I, I, look, I agree with everything Robert said. He echoed a lot of my sentiments. This, you're, you're putting a very clear ceiling on what this team could be in year 
making Bradley Beal that type of an offer. And look, I said it to Robert, I'm just as big of a fan as all of you calling it. I love this team just like you guys do. I've watched the mediocrity just as you guys have. I remember all the highs. I remember all the lows. It's time for this team to pick a side. Do we want to be mediocre or do we want to compete for championships? And I'll say it like this. If they want to be mediocre and re-sign Bradley Beal to a max deal, I'll root for another basketball team. Because that's how serious I'm taking this right now. Because in my opinion, if you're a billionaire that is owning a sports franchise, that should be your number one goal. That's the one thing that they can't say about Daniel Snyder. He wants to win championships. No matter how sick and twisted of an individual he might be, I never questioned his desire to try to win championships. It's, and it's gotten so tiresome with the Wizards because we've seen this before. When we got bounced by the Boston Celtics, I believe it was what, 2017, 2018, when John Wall hit that tremendous shot in game six, and they came out and were a no-show in game seven against Boston. Look at the trajectory of both of those franchises since that moment. Boston has tried to tear it down and rebuild it multiple times since then. We saw them try to acquire guys like Kyrie Irving. We saw them make the deal for Gordon Hayward. We saw them make the deal for Kemba Walker. We've seen Danny Age trying to mix things up. But the one thing that you got to give credit to Boston for, and I touched on it earlier, when you got max contract guys on your team, you have to hit home runs in the draft. You got to be able to hit on a pick like Robert Williams at pick number 27. You got to be able to hit on Grant Williams at pick number 22. Because that's the best way to get cheap talent is through the draft. Let's go to Brandon McKenzie before we go to the break. What's your thoughts on this Bradley Bill discussion? What's going on? What's going on, my man? How are you? So here's the I just kind of move on with Bradley. Here's why I think the, we have a good core of guys here, and they're going to play really well next year. Especially if Bradley's not there, they'll step up, and then more people are going to want to come to us. I mean, to be honest, we haven't been relevant since AJ Zero was here. I don't know, what was that, 2006, 2007, something like that. That was, that was the last time we were good. <laughs> About eight back. Well, look, don't, don't. I, look, I said I was a fan, and as a fan, I cannot let you gloss over the John Wall and Bradley Bill years. I, we, look, we had I mean, as good a highs from them as we got from, from Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler and Anton James. That's so why I, I don't agree with you. Yeah, hey, I appreciate your call. Look, I said it during the dance night. And Brandon, I'm sure you're a great Don't call in here with ignorance. And I consider that ignorant. Trying to gloss up, saying we haven't been relevant since Gilbert Arenas. What are you living under a rock? We had one of the best point guards of our generation come through here. And they fought. And I'll never forgive Tommy Shepard and company. For moving on from John Wall 
and not moving on from Bradley Beal at the same time. Because that was your opportunity to do it. You moved on from John Wall and you inherited another bad contract. But luckily enough, the magician that Tommy Shepard is, he was able to get us out of that situation. I'll continue to take the calls on the other side of this. But when we come back, we'll have Craig Heist from Nats Park. He'll be he'll give us a preview of Nats Brewers. We'll also get to discuss the start that Steven Strasburg had the other night. What does it mean? How did he look? Do you think he could be a part of this core moving forward for the Washington? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.